Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hi, everyone. Happy Tuesday. It is November 8th. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are feeling great. Y'all, my phone is up here going off. Okay, work and wait. I'm with my morning motivators. I hope you guys are doing well. We go live each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern to talk about God, prosperity, abundance, and all of the great things that we need here on this planet Earth. So I hope you guys are ready for a interesting conversation. Um, I really like this. I'm not going to lie to you. Because if if you're anything like me, I am a planner. You know, I I I'm, I'm I used to be I'm a recovering control freak. Okay, <laughs> um, so it's called plans, purpose, and paths. And when I was doing my research, God unveiled a few things, and I can I'm very excited to share with you guys about our plans, purpose, and our paths. But before we do that, uh, let's go ahead and prayer shout outs, and I have an announcement. Um, or something to share with you guys, but let's dive into it and honor God in this moment. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up again for another day, and thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray for a abundance over everyone listening now and later that you will overflow their cup with all of the just essence of you, prosperity, wealth, not even just wealth in their finances, but wealth in their lives, overflow them with joy, overflow overflow them with just wisdom and discernment and thanksgiving and let them see your greatness here on today, Lord. I pray that anybody that woke up feeling like they were going to have a bad day, that I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus, and that you fill their lives with order and, and, and discipline and honor on everything that they do and that they execute in the spirit of excellence because we are a reflection of you, Lord. And I pray that you just fill them again with joy, 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 joy. I just want everyone to just be filled with joy. In your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I've been praying for joy, y'all. Like, you know how people, there's some people, like I have a couple of friends who just no matter what is going on, they can find a way to laugh like where their belly hurts and just always joyous. And I was, I've been praying for that in my life. I just want to be joyous. You know, I just want to be joyous. Like why are we walking around mad all the time? Like we're alive, we're healthy, we're not in hospital beds. And anybody that is suffering from sickness, I pray for you. Anybody suffering from loss, I'm praying for you. And I pray that uh, God and his angels just surround you and hug you. Good morning. So let's go ahead and dump it, dump in Jesus, dive into the comments. If this is your first time watching live, go ahead and let me know where you are watching from. You guys can always watch later on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you guys would like to listen uh, on the Brittany Daniel podcast, it's not called Morning Motivation, it's the Brittany Daniel podcast, okay? So I hope you guys are doing well today. Let's jump into the comments. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Nana. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Sherman Shirley. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, She Amber. Good morning, Simone. Good morning. Okay. This person told me their name already, but I'm just going to call you 8301. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Diavion. Boom. Got it. Good morning, Diavion. Good morning, Kasia. Yes. Go ahead and put your prayer request in the comments if you have a prayer request. Shador, good morning. Stacy. Okay, Stacy. Now, if I forget tomorrow, Stacy, 
Don't beat me up. Good morning, Shador. Good morning, Talia. Good morning, Melanin, honey. Um, that's whatever y'all want to be called. Y'all better change y'all names. Because I've been calling y'all. I would tell y'all. Some of y'all hit me up and be like, hey, my name is really pronounced. <laughs> I've been saying Melindy's name wrong this whole time. Child. <laughs> Don't beat me up now. Whatever your name says, that's what you can call you, okay? <laughs> good morning, L. Good morning, L. Good morning. All right, y'all. Um, let me share with you guys really quick something, some few, a few things that are coming up. Good morning. If you are in the Atlanta area, I will be at two conferences very soon. This one, Divas Heels and Networking, will be this Saturday, November 12th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. in Lawrenceville, Georgia. You guys, go on Eventbrite. The link is in the description box. If you want to get your tickets, I will be on a panel. I will be speaking. I'm super excited. I haven't done this in, in a while, but I'm super excited. Y'all know this is my, my bread and butter, okay? I'm, so I'm really, really excited about this panel. So I will be there this Saturday, November 12th from 5 to 9 p.m. with these young or these beautiful ladies. And then I am going to the Purpose Journey Conference. It's hosted at my church, my current church at Embassy City. And the link is also down below if you guys want to join us. And that is um, November 17th through the 19th. It is a like three-day conference. One day is virtual and the other two are in person at church. I will ask if they're going to stream the other the other days. I'm not sure that they will, but I'll ask because it used to be a virtual conference. Now it's going to be in person and I'm going to be one of the facilitators. So I will be hosting and, and so I'm excited about that as well. But both of these are linked below for you guys. My church is linked below for you guys. And I hope to see you there. If you are in the Atlanta area, if you plan to be in Atlanta, I should have told y'all sooner. I'm sorry. Um, so, cause I know some of y'all probably would have, you know, hopped on a flight, <laughs> but nonetheless, this is where I will be, um, these two weekends. So next, this weekend coming up in the weekend following, there you go. So I hope that, hope that was helpful. Hey, good morning, y'all. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. Um, and I have something coming up for y'all too. Um, my morning motive, I'll, I'll, you know, I ain't gonna talk about it. I ain't gonna talk about it, but let's dive into it. So I was praying um, and God gave me a vision for something that I was about to spill the beans on. Sometimes when God tell you something, it ain't for everybody to know right away. Good morning. It ain't uh, for everybody to know right away. So some stuff you got to keep to yourself until it's time to execute until or until until the plans and, and, and the purpose and everything is conjured up. But anyways, then I got this message today, and I thought this was very interesting when I was going and in, in doing research. Okay, so if you're anything like me, right, I'm a planner. I'm type A. I need to know what's going on. One plus one got to equal two. You know what I mean? But when it comes to the plans we make for our life, if they are in alignment with God, right, if they're in alignment with God, and we'll talk about that in a second. If they're in alignment with God, we're not going to know everything. We're not going to get all the answers all the time. We're not going to be able to peek behind the curtain. Yesterday, we talked about like tarot and things like that. And I feel that's why 
people or I have in the past leaned on things like that, right? Car, psychics, all of that stuff, because we're always trying to kind of like peek behind the curtain to see what's going to happen next, right? It's a controlling mechanism. Like I got to know, I can't just live out my days and put my faith totally in God. Like I got to see, right? So the interesting thing that I, when I was researching and looking through the Bible is Here's the definition, right? So a plan, a plan is a detailed formulation of a program or action, a goal aimed. So a lot of us make plans, right? I have plans, God willing, that I will make it, you know, to these conferences that I showed you about. Some of us have plans to get married in a year, right? Some of us have plans to have babies. Some of us have plans to, um, you thank you guys. Some of us have plans to be millionaires. We have all these plans, you know, for our lives. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have plans, but here's the tricky part. When we make plans and we don't incorporate God in our plan, meaning like, Hey God, I want to buy a house. What you think? Is it the right time? Is it, am I in the right, you know, am I in the right city? God, I want to move. What do you think? You know, God, I want to do this. What do you think? Hey, God, I like him. What do you think? Hey, God, I like her. What do you think? Hey, God, she seems like a real cool person I want to hang out with. What do you think? Right. So we make all these plans and we have all these aims and these actions. But a lot of times the thing that we that chokes us up is we forget to consult God. We forget to ask God about the plan. Now, here's the kicker, right? A plan without purpose is pointless because God gives us purpose as soon as we're born, right? As soon as anybody is born, he knows who you are. He he knew you before you were in your mother's womb or while you're in your mother's womb, before you were in your mother's womb. He gives purpose to every and everything. Now, yesterday we mentioned, I mentioned, and I didn't say this part. I mentioned that we have to be accountable for our actions, right? We have to be accountable for the things that we do. So I gave the example that because I got pregnant, say if I got pregnant outside of what God intended, like a marriage, right? Although that's my mistake, that, that's me taking accountability. Those who love the Lord, their pur- purpose will prevail through all. God's purpose will overshine it all and everything good will come on to you. You know what I mean? So even though we make mistakes and we repent and we do things, God can still work that for his good. So don't ever think that any mistake that you've ever made is too great for God to turn it around and use it for his glory. That's why a lot of people who've been to prison and and done things in the past, they always are able to turn around their story if they believe in God, if they lean on God and God uses their that is their testimony. Right. I've been homeless. You hear it all the time. I've been homeless. I was sex trafficked. I was you hear all of these baffling stories and you're like. Oh my gosh. And it's not because God planned all of those bad things to happen to you. No, right. That's not, that wasn't his plan, but people, cause we have free will and you know, all of the, what am I trying to say? Devil got plans too. You know what I mean? And, and everything that happens to us is not because God wanted it to, or he allowed it. That is not what happened, but people, demonic, energy, all of that stuff is still operating in the same space. Does that make sense? So although negative things could happen to us, even though that wasn't God's plan, he can always use it for his glory and and, and for our greater good. So don't ever think that any mistake, any 
wrong that has been done to you from abuse to anything can't be used to glorify him and to use as your testimony and show how God has brought you out. Okay. So always remember that, but there's always a purpose. There should be, let's just say that there should be always a purpose that we are striving for when we're making our plans, when we're doing anything, there's no reason to do something just because, you know, you ever, you ever dated somebody or was around somebody and you were like, well, why did you do that? I don't know. Or you're dating somebody and they have zero plans for you. They have zero plans. It's like, well, I'm, I was, so I was, uh, I was at the gas station and I was about to drive off. Normally I'm always paying attention to my surroundings because I'm in the military. That's one thing about that the military has always taught you is you always watch your surroundings. Um, women, when you guys are at the gas pump, when you are just by yourself walking to your car, you need to have your head on. They call it head, head on a swivel and be looking at your surroundings and watching people and making sure nobody's approaching you. Nobody's watching you. Nobody's stalking you. Right. So normally my head is on a swivel and I'm checking every car I'm looking and I'm not paranoid because I'm not fearful. But I'm just being I'm just being cautious as women should. Right. So I'm looking. And then this today I didn't. I think I was so filled with the spirit. I had just left church. I was on a high from just feeling great that I just wasn't paying attention. And I was, you know, got my gas and I was leaving. And this guy approaches. Normally I can see guys that are about to approach me from a mile away. Normally I'm like, oh, here it comes. Right. So I didn't see it. So I'm driving out. He approaches my car. He looked harmless. Again, right? It is okay to judge a book by its cover when it pertains to your life. <laughs> you know, you're not judging the person, you're just judging the atmosphere and just judging, right? So I like crack my window and I go, uh, yes. And he's like, Yeah, you know, he's he's spitting game or however, whatever the kids shooting a shot, I guess you can say, kinda. And I go, you know what? I'm really not dating right now. But I appreciate it so much, but I'm not, I'm not dating right now. Dating, I wasn't trying to date you. I just wanted to be your friend, sir. I was like, well, I already have enough friends. Can you follow me on Instagram? Unfortunately, I can't do that. And, and I'm like, you have a great day. And he goes, I ain't going to hold you to it yet. Have a great day. And I drive off, right? That happens more than <laughs> more times than I would like to. And it and it wasn't to do with anything with, I just discern that that's not the type of person for me. You know, ladies, you know, right? And no, men, don't be up here saying, well, you never, no, 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 you know, when you know, you know, you know, right? Don't let people talk you out your common sense, ladies. I don't care because people will be like, well, what if he was this and what if he, it don't matter. No, 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 no. It's okay to be like, no, have that discernment, keep pushing. But there's often times where people will approach or do things or just be in your life with no plans at all, right? A guy will date you, good morning. A, a, a person will just want to hang out. They'll just want to go spend some money with no purpose. There's no plan. There's no intention. There's no purpose is intention. So the, the definition of purpose is something set up as an objective or an end to obtain resolve, resolve, resolution and determination, right? There's always a purpose. God gives us all purpose. We're all planted. There's some, there's a purpose on your life. There's a purpose on my life. There's a purpose on Diamond's life. There's a purpose on She Amber's life. There's a purpose on Miss Linda's life. Every single person on this on this chat watching later and, be, and that ain't watching has a purpose on their life. Every single person. Now, some people's purpose are bigger, quote unquote, and, and humanized than others, right? 
like a Beyonce or a Prince or a Michael Jackson, you know, to, to human beings, their purpose is greater. To God's, every purpose is the same. Whether you're a cop, whether you're the person who makes sure the kids, you know, you're the bus driver that makes sure the kids get home safely. Like that's a big purpose. If you ask me teachers, that's a big purpose. But in society, it's always flipped, right? The stuff that doesn't matter, basketball, entertainment is put on a pedestal while the things that really matter, like nurses, teachers, doctors, uh, just the people that are doing the real work, right? The civic, the, the, the leaders in the community, you, you get what I mean? But those that's real purpose. So God gives us all purpose. So when we make plans or if somebody makes plans with you and there is no purpose, you got to question it. When you make a plan, you always ask yourself after you consult with God, what is my purpose? What is God's purpose for me doing this action? What would be the purpose? Is it selfish? Is it something that I just want to do for me? What is the purpose in it, right? And as Christians, everything that we do, well, you know, some things are just going to have fun, but everything we do for the most part, especially our plans are supposed to be God-centered. So when we make our plans, how am I glorifying God in this? Me buying a house was a glorified plan. You know what I mean? That's that's a glorified glorified plan of God. Always ask like what is where's God in this? Is this what God wants me to do? Is this something that he has ordained and, and made my steps, right? Is this something that he wants? Is this relationship purpose filled? Is this something that God wants me to do? Is this job purpose filled? Right? And sometimes, to be honest, a purpose could be a means to an end, or maybe you're supposed to learn something about yourself or learn something about your industry while you're in that job. So don't think that just because blessings ain't shooting out your woo that God's purpose ain't in it, right? That's why we're supposed to pray about everything. If I'm supposed, if I'm supposed to get this job, God, you know, let me know. If I'm supposed to leave, let me know. If I'm, but we're supposed to consult Him at every turn. He's supposed to be our number one consultant. Some of us will call our friends. And ask them advice and, and, and Jackie, Jackie shouldn't be giving nobody advice, right? <laughs> right? Sometimes we'll lean on, on folks that, that shouldn't be leaned on when we haven't even asked God. So anytime we make a plan, a plan is a detailed formulation of a program or action, a goal aimed, right? So the interesting thing that I was, that I researched when I was look through, looking through the Bible at planning is a lot of times God, God wasn't with the plans. And I'm just going to read a few things. Actually, I'll take that back. Let's just read Psalms 40 and 5. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. So at the time, don't give me, no, 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 wrong, wrong scripture, excuse me. So Psalms 40 and five said, your plans are too numerous for us to list. So when we go around making our own plans out of our own discernment, out of our own knowing and know-how, that's why it says, don't lean on your own understanding. Your plans can be this big when God's plans for you can be this big. You know, and if you're listening, I went from small to big, (laughs) you know, God's plans for us are too numerous to list. So how do you know what's the right plan for you? without asking God, you know, God can have one thing for you and you can want another thing. And you take your, you waste your time chasing the plan that God doesn't have for you. And then Psalms 30, 33 and 10 said, the Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and 
uh, thwart, I don't know what that word is, all of their schemes, right? Basically abolishes all of their schemes. And then 11, Psalms 33 and 11 says, but the Lord's plans stand firm forever and his intentions can never be shaken. So it says right here, it was saying how the Lord frustrates the plans of the nations. Anybody can have an idea or a plan of what they want to do, but we always have to remember God is has the ultimate say so. So before we start making all these plans, before we start trying to move and do things that we want to do, we need to be consulting God. Okay. All right, cool. Y'all with me. All right. So we already talked about purpose. Let's talk about path or let's talk about purpose. Excuse me. So Exodus 9 and 16 says, but I've heard, but I have spared you for a purpose. So during in Exodus, the Israelites were leaving Egypt. They were slaves and they were being rescued from Egypt, right? A lot of times God spares us from our plans or doesn't let us hit our head too hard or whatever, because he spared us for his purpose. Remember the same thing I said is like a lot of things that go down, things that happen to us, things that happen in our lives. He ultimately spares us for his purpose, which I thought was a very interesting thing. He was like, I could have let y'all die. I could have let y'all not make it, you know, because especially if if y'all know that what was going on during that time, the Israelites were not, they were just, they were complaining. They were saying, oh my gosh, okay, we crossed, but then we got to go do this. They were not being grateful for their blessings that God had just rescued them, you know, from, from slavery. He said, but I spared you for a purpose. So anytime you have went through something, anytime God has allowed you to change over your life, anytime he is clinging to you and, and, and chasing you, like some of us will not get rest until you, you just surrender to God. And some of us have had those seasons where we tried to do our own thing. We tried to have our own plans. We tried to have our own purpose and tried to do it our way. And either two things happened, either it never worked out or God was steady chasing you and calling you and bugging you and knocking at your door. When you are called by God and he knows he can get to you, he is not going to stop, right? Because he knows what's going to happen eventually. He's not going to stop. Because he knows he needs you for his purpose, right? Or he's sparing you for his purpose. He doesn't need us because he could just pick somebody else. And that's one thing that we can never forget. Good morning, you guys. That's one thing that we can never forget, right? Don't think God needs us. He wants us. He wants us to, to chase him. He wants us to fulfill our purpose and do the things that he has desired. But he can use anybody else. If you decide to walk away from your purpose, if you decide to walk away from the plans of God, I always tell y'all this. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force you to do anything. But if he knows he can get to you and he knows he can use whatever you have for his glory and for his purpose, he's going to keep chasing you. All right. So Romans 8 and 28 says, we know that God. um, Y'all, my handwriting this morning. Okay, it says, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Did y'all see that? Who are called according to his purpose for them. Y'all, you got to answer the call. 
That is something, again, that cannot be forced. You can run from it if you want to. You can try. But if he knows he can get to you, he will continue to hunt you down and keep calling you. But um, but I love that. It says, we know that God's, God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So no matter what plans you need, you make, you need to make sure that it is purpose filled. All right. And then the second thing that I noticed, or the third thing I noticed is the path that God has you on. So when I was doing my research, like I said, there were plans and a lot of the things that's, that were said in the Bible about plans, God was kind of like, the Bible kind of mocked it. Everybody had all these plans and the Bible kind of mocked their plans, right? But one thing that I noticed is anytime God wanted something to prevail, he put purpose in it, right? He gave it purpose and then he gave them a path to take. Now, those are three different things, y'all. A plan, purpose, and a path. Three different things, but they can all work together if it's what God wants, right? So a path is a course, route, or a way of life, con- a way of life, conduct, or a thought. Okay. All right. So when I was doing some research on paths, one of the things that it said was, um, I think this was Proverbs 23. I wrote path down y'all instead of the verse child. (laughs) I believe this was Proverbs 23 and three, the renewal of my strength that guides me along the right path. So God will not give you purpose without a path, right? But we're supposed to put one foot in front of the other. So we can make our plans. We're supposed to make our plans, go to God. Hey, God, what do you think about this? Where's the purpose in it? Is this of you? Is this something that you want me to do? Is this something, is this the way that you want me to go? And then if it is, God will direct your path, but sometimes you got to put one foot in front of the other. A lot of times too, it's all on faith, right? After you created your plan, go to God for purpose, lead you on that path. And you put one foot in front of the other and you are rooted by faith. Uh, (laughs) Miss Shirley said you can run, but you cannot hide from God. No, not at all. And I don't know why we think we can. I don't know why we think we can. I saw something on on Instagram yesterday that I posted to my close friends. And it was this person really trying to do whatever he was trying to say. He went through all this stuff and was bragging about like, see, I went through all this stuff and never once leaned on God. Well, why are you? And then somebody said, well, maybe you should have, because <laughs> you may have not have went through all of that. Like we, sometimes we can get so in our own plans. Good morning, daddy. We can get in our, our own way because we think our plans are best. We think we know we got the we got the keys. We think we know how to do what we need to do. We like we be like, I got I got it. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. You don't have to worry about it. I got this. And we get in our own way and we trip and we stumble thinking we we know we know better than him. We can save ourselves a lot of headache. A lot of misery, a lot of pain. Some people with people that they ain't supposed to be with and y'all ain't pray about it. Anytime I date someone, anytime I get to know someone, I always pray about them. Always. Now, I will say this too. 
sometimes you got to go through things or sometimes you go through things and you learn from them and it makes you a better person on the outside or God will use whatever circumstance you're in to uh, evolve you or make you a better person or get you to see the light. Right. So there's some lessons we have to learn because without those lessons, we won't become the people that we God needs us to be. So that there's purpose in that. But anybody that's in your life from friends to relationships to jobs, you always pray about it. Always don't just let people come willy nilly in and out your life. Don't just date whomever. And then listen to what he says to you. Because we can be like, oh, God, you know, are you sure? (laughs) And if he tells you to go right, you got to go right. Because we'll be like, are you sure? Because I really want to go left. I really, really want to go left. Um, Miss Linda says, not leaning on God for he knew not what he was saying or doing. Ignorance. Pray for that young man. Who, Miss Linda? Um, yeah, but ignorance will cause you to cause us to fall. But remember what I said, we are held to a different standard. Once we know, we know. Yeah, not leaning, Miss Linda said, not leaning on God is a big mistake. Absolutely. But we do it, especially when we're young, right? When we're young, we think we got it all figured out. When we're young, we think we know what we know what we know. Um, I will say this too, though. Sometimes we'll make plans. There will be purpose in it. We've prayed and God will answer our prayers and say, yep, that's the right path. Go. Right. Or sometimes God will just drop it in your, drop it in your brain, drop it in your lap and just say, hey, go do that. Everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Miss Linda, he did. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Everything that he gives you and tells you to do is not always exciting. Is not always fun. Is not always going to feel great. I remember when I left active duty, right? I had, oh, it was months. I had prayed and I had cried and my life was miserable. And I was like, God, this is not my life. There is no way that you sent me here and I went through all of this to be here and hate my life every day. I used to, you guys, if you have a job where you cry on your way to work multiple times a day, that is not a good sign, right? God did not play, God's best for you is not for you to be miserable. Will times be hard? Yes. Will you get along with all of your coworkers? No. Will you love your job 24 seven, even if it's your dream? Absolutely not. That don't, it don't work like that. Life is life, right? But I was absolutely miserable. And every morning I would listen to something motivational. Shout out to Steve Harvey. That's why people, people like, you like Steve a lot. I do because that man changed my life when I was, when I was in a dark place. He would just speak about God. There was a 10-minute segment on his radio station at 5 a.m. Steve Harvey morning show would come on. And for the first 10 minutes, Steve Harvey would talk about God. And he would talk about favor and he would talk about plans and he would talk about how God wants the best for you and how you don't have to stay in your job. And he gave me the the courage to say, you know what? I don't want this life anymore. That's why I really rock with Steve Harvey. A lot of people don't understand why he really changed my life a couple of times. Right. Just by him being obedient. He didn't have to do that. He was famous. He didn't have to get on the air and talk about God for 10 minutes. But in the beginning of his show. But he was being obedient to what he had promised God when he started his path as a comedian. 
He told God, when I make it, I'll tell everybody about you. And he continues to do that to this day, especially if you're in the motivational space and you've already seen all his videos, right? But I would drive to work. I would listen to Steve and I would cry. And then I would just pray. And I'd just be like, God, I got it. I got to do something. I got to get out of here. And then I was finally released and I was able to go live my life in New York, right? And I prayed about that and it it felt good. And I was I went on some faith because I had a place to stay for a month. And I just, I, I had some plans figured out and some plans didn't. That's what faith is all about, right? When, when you ask God for something, you're asking God to guide your path. He will not give you every single, y'all, I did not know where I was going to live after that month. I literally moved to New York on faith, but I knew it was the right thing. And he will grant the desires of your heart. That was one of my biggest desires of my life. So don't think that everything God God intends for you is going to be brutal and you're not going to enjoy it. Or you're not going to want it. He placed certain things in your heart for a reason. You know what I mean? And I, and I had some magical times in New York that I will never forget. Um, but when I'm, I did all that, right? So I, I planned I prepared, I shipped all my stuff. So I was in planning mode and this happens often. And I want you guys to pay attention to this, especially those of you who are moving, especially those of you who just moved to a different state or a different city or, or moved out or whatever the case may be. When God gives you a plan and it's filled with purpose and you action that plan, just because you've executed doesn't mean it's going to be willy, like it's going to be rainbows and sunshine on the other side. Right. So as soon as I moved to New York, I get settled into my Airbnb and I just freak out. I'm like, okay. Because what happens is when we're planning, when we're in a season of this is what I want, whether it be a business, marriage, whatever the case is, right? Well, I don't know about married people. I ain't never been married, but business, moving, anything. It's all this hustle and buzzle. So your brain is just trying to operate and put the pieces together. All right. I got to get my plane ticket. Okay. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. So then once something is being executed or it's executed, right? Once you move, I'm going to use moving as an example. Once you move and you're in that place that you have been planning for, for either a few months, a couple of weeks, a year or two, your brain goes into shock. You'll cry. <laughs> I was on the, I was on, um, I was on live TV. Uh, I was daddy. Thank you. Um, your brain will go into shock. You'll be like, Lord, did I make the right decision? You'll start second guessing everything. You'll possibly cry and maybe have a mini nervous breakdown. That is a very normal thing. I have one of my good friends from New York that I met. She just recently moved to another city and she was not feeling it. You know, she was like, I don't know. I, I know God put me here, but I am really not liking this so far. And I told her, I was like, that is so normal. So anybody that has taken a, a leap of faith and has moved or has either quit a job or started a new one or whatever, there is a period of freak out. <laughs> and that's where your faith has to kick in. Like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Or did I make a mistake? You did not. Especially if God ordered your steps, it was not a mistake. It's just your brain has to process. Give yourself a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months. Your brain has to process. You have to settle into the new space. Good morning. You have to, because you've been on go mentally for months or weeks. 
And now your brain is just like, everything that I was planning is right here, right now. And sometimes you don't know how to absorb it. Sometimes it's not exciting, depending on the person. So it is totally normal that when God is executing your plans for you to be overwhelmed. Okay, that is totally normal. You did not make a mistake. Don't freak out. Keep leaning on God. But that's when the faith has to kick in. And that's when you put one foot in front of the other and you just take it a day at a time. There's no point of worrying about tomorrow for we don't know what tomorrow will bring. The Bible tells us that, right? You just worry one. Well, don't worry at all. <laughs> just take it one day at a time. And it does get better. It does get easier. You do, um, you do get used to it. Make sure you guys hit the like button for me, please. You do get used to it. You do get used to your environment. You'll, you'll get used to your job. You'll get used to the new space. You will get another job, but got to continue to be proactive. I remember when I moved to New York after spending months of planning, months of out processing, months of all of these classes and things from the military to, to get you from active duty into leaving active duty. And I moved. I stayed in my room like three days. I was like in shock. I could not move. I was like paralyzed. Right. So I just stayed in my room and watched Gossip Girl for like three days <laughs> and just lived in a bubble. Just I got food, came in back to that room and just, you know, it is okay. Allow yourself to go through the process as a human being. Don't try to, we always talk about being real with yourself. Always be real with yourself. Always be honest with where you are in the midst of your planning, in the midst of God's purpose, in the midst of your path. It is okay to just be like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I am freaking out. I am just. I need a moment. You know, when people hyperventilate and they're like this and people are like, okay, sit down, breathe, put your head between your legs, you know, breathe through the bag. Like it is okay to be like, hold on, God, hold on, hold on, hold on. I appreciate this, but wait a minute. (sighs) You know, it is okay to take time and just woosah and just let yourself recalibrate. Let yourself get back in focus. I see your comments. I got y'all. Thank you. Um, let yourself kind of like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. God got me. Always remember God has you. He did not bring you all that way to leave you. So when you're in the midst of freaking out, it's totally normal. It, for some people, y'all like, child, I don't do none of that. I'm partying. <laughs> and that's fine too, right? But for some, big transitions really do like shock people. And that's okay. It's totally normal. One day at a time, it will get easier. It will get lighter. And then you'll under, you'll start seeing, oh, God is, God is okay. And the great thing about following the path and the plans of God, right. And, and, and doing all of that is when you, when you step out on faith, when I tell y'all things just start falling into place. Now, is everything going to be perfect? No. Right. But one thing I can say when I moved to New York, I found my apartment, my studio apartment. The the video is still on YouTube. When I moved into my studio apartment, I found that in two weeks. I found an internship in a week, in in like two weeks, a production internship, started school in a couple of weeks. Like everything just kind of fell into place. And you guys, I knew none of these folks before I got there. It, It just wasn't a thing. I got a space at the price point I could afford. 
It has street parking. I made a list. And this is the thing too. When you're asking God for things, be specific. Be specific. I had a list. I had a wish list. I think I still have it somewhere in my in my stuff. I had a list of every single thing I wanted in my apartment. And it was realistic. It was like, I want hardwood floors. I wanted no roaches and no rodents. I wanted my own. I wanted, I kind of was lofty with some of my things. I was like, I want my own bathroom. I want my own kitchen space. I was like, I want my own. I was like, I want white walls because I was doing YouTube. So I didn't want to come to nothing dark. I was, I had like a list of like at least 15 things on my list. And I was like, and I want it under this price point. I was like, this is my max budget. I want it under this price point. And I'll never forget, I was in that Airbnb. It was like two or three something in the morning. It's interesting how God will talk to you early in the morning. I don't know what it is about that time. Two, three, if if God wakes you up out of your sleep and gives you a vision, write it down. If you get like a burst of energy or something, write it down. You know, God talks to you um, early in the morning. I don't know why. I don't know because if people sleep and ain't a whole lot going on, I don't know why. But like two, three in the morning, sometimes four o'clock, God will talk to you. He'll wake you up. You know, when you wake up suddenly and you look at your clock, tap in with God. See if he's trying to tell you something before you roll over. You know, where you when you go into the refrigerator, you think you're thirsty to go get some juice. Tap in with God. Be like, God, you trying to tell me something right now? See if anything comes through. But I was laying in the bed. It was like two, three in the morning. And something said, check Craigslist. Y'all, people didn't use, like, I wasn't really using Craigslist for apartment searches, right? I think I went, actually, at that time I was. This was back in, like, 2017. And so I went on Craigslist and I found, I was like, oh, my gosh. I messaged those people. I was like, I want to come see this apartment tomorrow because in New York, when you find something, you got to jump on it. There is no like there is no two months out, three months. No, no, no. When it's posted, you got to go. Went, met the people, interviewed with them, saw the space, pray. I was like, God, this is my spot. I was like, I know it's mine. You know, you ever seen something, either a car, a house. I knew this house was mine when I when I walked in it. I knew that apartment was mine when that studio apartment was mine when I walked in it. You know. For those of you who are believers, you know when something is yours, you know, you know when you see it, you know, you just feel it like that is mine. I just know it is right. That's how I felt. I prayed on it. I was like, God, I know you, you do exceedingly abundant things. That thing had everything on my list. It was, I was like, it's, it's mine. It's like, thank you, God. I was praying. The next day they called me and was like, yeah, we, we had a couple people look at it, but we want to give it to you. Y'all, God, God has done that with jobs. You, you still got to put in the work, though. You still, if I wouldn't have went to New York, you know what I mean? If I wouldn't have saved the money, if I wouldn't have, you still got to do your part. Don't think that you suppose God is going to give you a plan and purpose. You got to sit back. No, I still had to put in the work. You still have to apply. You still have to seek. You still have to put your resume together. You still have to uh, develop yourself, especially for relationships. You still, you still got to have your credit right. You know, so if your credit ain't right, work on your credit. If you, whatever you're trying to strive for, you have to do your part. But once you're doing your part and you walk by faith and God is ordering your steps, things will flow y'all. I promise you. He has done it so many times in my life. Now, does it happen every single day? But when it comes to like the big stuff, my house, absolutely. 
when it came to me moving to New York, absolutely. When it came, what? give me another example for it. Uh, and it could just be little things too, just going the right direction, just opportunities, meeting the right people. Got to lean on God. Yes, when God opens a door, nothing. Yeah, I disagree, Miss Shirley. I disagree. Now, this is what people believe, right? When God opens a door, nothing can shut it. Yes, it can. God can shut it if you're not prepared. He'll give it to somebody else, y'all. It's in the Bible. Don't think that God will just allow everything and you could just sit back and no, 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 no. This is not true. Y'all read y'all's Bible. That's why y'all got to know God for yourself. And I love you, Miss Shirley. Thank you so much for the comment. But this is not true. And this is why people, a lot of people get hit up is because they, they blame their not being prepared on God. If God told you two years ago to prepare for a home and you did not work on your credit and you kept shopping and you kept spending and you did not save, yes, that door will be closed to you when you find the home of your dreams. You know what I mean? Like people are like, well, I guess it wasn't God. No, keep studying. Keep preparing. Don't just be like, well, I guess it wasn't in God's will. Let me, I'm going to break something down for y'all. I, I don't know if I've ever said this publicly. When I was in New York, I was in grad school, right? And in order to graduate from my graduate program, we had to take a test. Now, the test ended up being not an in-person test. It ended up being a written test. And I kind of beat myself up about this every day, all the time, because I don't have my master's degree because of this. I had planned a trip because they moved the test. So the test was supposed to be on one day at the end of the year, at the right before graduation. I had booked a trip with this guy I was just dating. Right. He booked it. He paid for it. Everything like that. Um, now, as a Christian woman, knowing now I shouldn't even went. I shouldn't even been there. Shouldn't have went. And the I think the vlog is still on my channel, to be honest with you. And I was like, OK, I have this trip coming up, which I should have canceled, but I didn't. I was like, I have this trip coming up. The test is due that day. I'm going to turn it in a day early. I'm going to write it up and turn it in a day early. Now, the test worked two ways. If you passed, if you passed, you passed, right? No, excuse me. If you turned it in and they felt you were unqualified, you did not pass the test and you had to retake it. If you took it and didn't do great, they will let you revise and then you could resubmit and then you could graduate. I was like, okay, worst case scenario, I'm going to submit it. I'm going to need a revision. I'll revise when I get back and I'll be good to go. Because I think we had about five days to complete the test and I did it in four because I was trying to prepare for this trip. I was trying to get done with it. I overthought because I was cramming and I didn't, I was overthinking the test. I overthought the questions. Now, mind you, everything that they gave us everything in, they gave us everything, right? I overthought it. Didn't do, didn't do great, submitted it um, a day early and I didn't revise the way I needed to. If I would have taken that last day that I had to revise and make sure it was perfect, I would have been good, but I did not. I ended up going on the trip. I was like, okay, I'm going to be good. Submitted it. Boom. Got back from my trip. 
I got the email that I failed and I did not pass the test and I would have to redo the test the next year. So I did not get to walk. I was invited to graduation. I did not go. I don't believe in walking in graduation ceremonies that you did not graduate. Didn't go to graduate school, left New York without a degree. And I spent two years. I still got my transcripts. I went back to look at my transcripts. I have two years of my master's. All the te- all of the all of the coursework complete did not pass that test. And because I left and because I left, I did not go back. Right. Because it was before 2021, no virtual, nothing like that. Do not think that when God gives you an opportunity and you do not prepare and you do not maximize your opportunity, that he will not close that door. That had nothing to do. A lot of stuff that we try to blame on God is our fault. I couldn't be mad at God. I was mad at my professors and I tried to blame everybody because I was immature at the time. I was blaming everybody but myself. That was on me. But some people will be like, well, if God wanted me to pass, then he, I would have passed. No, 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 no. It don't work like that. God gave me the opportunity. God allowed me to be in school for free because of the military. So I understand what, you, what you're saying. Let's see, because you said, no, that's not what I meant. You have to prepare for the gifts and stand on what God has promised you. Yes, you, yes, absolutely. So, but what the reason why, thank you for that, Ms. Shirley. But the reason why I said that is because a lot of people will walk around with, well, if God wanted me and if they stop, we can't put everything on God. It's a two way relationship, right? So I shared that story with y'all to show y'all that yes, you can fail. Yes, doors will close. Yes, missed opportunities will be had if you do not prepare, if you do not show up, if you do not take the test properly, if you do not deny your wants for what's important, making those sacrifices, doing those things, right? So don't think, because there was a, it was an open highway. I could have easily got my master's. And now I just have coursework. I I can be like, wow, I attended because I always say I attended grad school because I did. I took every single class, passed every single class, every single one. Didn't pass that test. So God will move your blessings all along and all of my almost all of my. um, My peers did. And I was in the graduation book. That was the crazy part. They put me in the graduation book. And I was just like, I did not graduate. But I share that story with you. That's one of my most disappointing uh, moments of my life where I'm the the most disappointed in myself. That one moment, not too, I don't have too many, but that one for real, for sure, still to this day. So make sure that when God blesses you with an opportunity, when he presents something in front of you, that you take it serious, that you study, that you prepare, you maximize it. You turn away from anything that's going to distract you, anything that's not of God to ensure that you are doing the right thing. And the crazy part is me and nobody didn't even end up together. So I don't went on a trip. I got memories with someone that is not my boyfriend nor my husband. And I don't have my master's. Ain't that some stuff? Don't do that. Don't be me, y'all. Don't be me. Okay. Um, do I plan to go back Well, the way that that program worked was you had two years to complete it and I had left New York 
And like I said, at the time, this was before 2022, I mean, for before 2020, now everything is virtual. I could possibly reach back and see if it's possible for me to take the exam since I have the coursework. I'll, I, I plan on doing that. I need to do it ASAP. But at the time you had to, if you failed that test, right, you were supposed to wait until the spring semester because they only offered that class during the spring semester. So you had to retake that spring semester class and then take the test again. I wasn't living in New York anymore and it wasn't a vert. There were no virtual options at the time. Hey, Raven. Hey, girl. There were no um, virtual options at the time. This was I left in 2017 and I moved to Austin after that. And that's when I met Raven. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. Thank you, daddy. So don't think that you can just do what you want. And. Um, and 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 God will just bless you. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. So that's why I haven't completed that because I left. I was done with it after that. Like um, I did not plan to continue to live in New York. Like once those two years, I was I was over New York before then. All right, y'all. Let me go ahead and go to your comments. Let me go to your comments. Um, trying to see because there was something y'all said that I wanted to answer. Let's see. Yes, I've lived a lot of places. I lived a lot of places. Uh, Kiwan says, what was the lesson New York taught you? Um, the biggest one is your environment matters. Where you live matters. Like New York has a lot of energy. It has a lot of negative energy. I've heard it's gotten worse. Um, but your environment matters. That was a big reason why I left New York was the energy. You're you're with around a lot of people. And child, everybody's energy is not good. So that's one of the biggest things I learned from living in New York. Vester says, I know you desire family. How do you get past it not coming when you want, especially if the person if a person is getting older, God's timing. If I wanted to, if anybody really just wants a family, you can find somebody just to have a family with. I, I don't desire just to have anything. I just, I desire God's best for my life and it's in God's timing and God's will. And I've had relationships in the past that that probably could have happened with. Um, but I, I feel like when you're a whole person, when you learn to really love yourself, right? If I feel like if, when you really I really like my own company. I make myself laugh. I know the things that I'm into. I know my hobbies. I know the shows that I like to watch. I know me very well. And because of that, I'm okay with being, I'd rather be by myself than just to have somebody to fill the space. Does it suck at times where you see things or you see people and you're like, oh, I would love that. Yeah, but I'm just happy for them. And I keep it pushing. And if it's meant, it will be. But most women, to be honest, if you wanted to have just a baby, you could have a baby. If you wanted to just be with someone, you could be with someone. I want God's best for me. So that requires a little loneliness, to be honest, or just to be alone. I'm not really lonely. And I have Zara too. <laughs> so if I'm ever lonely, I'll go see my family. I'll go visit my dog. I have a lot of friends. I don't, I don't not, I don't know. I'm just good. I feel like you just got to just love on yourself and just pour into you because at the end of the day too, 
you can't put this on a pedestal, right? I do want, I do desire a family, but that's a lot of work, right? I'm very aware that I have a, I have a few friends that are married. I have a few friends that have, that are single moms or that are moms. My sister's a single mom, new level, new devil. So also while I'm in my single phase without children, I am very happy and very, um, thankful. Like when nobody's waking me up to tap me and tell me, mommy, I'm hungry. Or, you know, I'm not worried about what my husband, or I got to do this for my husband. And like my, my married friends are busy. My, my friends with families are busy. I get to control my schedule. I can get to control when I, when I do things, when I wake up, I don't have to worry about daycare. There's so many things I don't have to worry about. So that's kind of also what keeps me thankful. It's like, thank you God for this season. Because when you do bless me with those things in your timing, I know my life is going to be so much different. So I just try to enjoy being the single thing. And then worst case scenario, if I don't have kids or don't get married, I still had a great life. (laughs) I still had a great life. I do desire those things. I do want those things. I pray God blesses me with those things. But worse things could happen. Me not getting married and me not being a mom, worse things could happen. So I kind of look at it like that. I just try to look on the bright side of life. Uh, Sydney says, when God is the one ordering your steps instead of you just doing whatever you want. Ooh, yeah, you got to let God order your steps because then you don't fumble as hard. <laughs> when you try to do it and God ain't in it, that's when we hit our heads the most. Let's see. She Amber says, I would like to look into this because I believe some churches are the ones that told us some things that we believe and we didn't read for ourselves is that is the verse in Romans. I'm not sure if anybody has that. And that might be a verse, but I want, I I want people to start taking accountability, especially as us believers, you got to take accountability for your actions. There's God does his part, but you got to do your part too. And God will close a door. If, a, if God blesses you with a beautiful wife that is taking care of you and you cheat on her, he may, you can, the Bible says you can walk away. The Bible has, God has walked away from folks. God has left people. God has destroyed cities. Y'all, that's why I say, get to know who God is for yourselves. Don't be, I love God to death and God loves you to death, but don't think that we have a fluffy care bear God. Read how he operates when you do not obey him, when you do not serve him, when you do not honor him. He will not leave or forsake his people. The people who believe, who show up, who love him, who honor him, who have obedience for him, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Everything will, did y'all, hold on, let's go back to Romans. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love and are called according to his purpose, who love God. If you do not love God, if you don't operate in his plans, then you're not, you don't get that. You don't get that covering. He still loves you. Remember, I, uh, for those of you who have to go to work, have a beautiful blessed day. Remember we had the conversation about the two sons, right? Malcolm and Alex. Malcolm was the type of, say if I'm a, a parent, Malcolm was the type to do his homework. He he cleaned his room. He obeyed his parents. He did the right thing. He didn't stay out late. He he obeyed curfew. 
He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't, you know, he went out in the streets. He still had fun. He enjoyed his life. He played sports. He did the right. He got good grades. He graduated. That's Malcolm. Alex, on the other hand, drinking, smoking, did what he wanted to do. Got some girl pregnant in high school, was wilding out, disrespected his parents, never did what they were they were told to do. Just did whatever he wanted to do and caused his parents hell. Whole headache, right? Which one would the parent give their inheritance to? We think we serve this fluffy God, y'all. God was only going to give his inheritance to the people that obey Malcolm's of the world. And I just made that's not in the Bible, y'all. Malcolm and Alex. Right. Don't think that you can be an Alex. Now, you can always turn around. You can always ask God for forgiveness. You can always, you know, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That door is never closed to you. That is always an option. Always. And then your sins will be canceled. Right. And then Alex. But then Alex has to turn into a Malcolm. Alex has to turn into a Malcolm. But if you have to decide what type of person you want to be, do you want to be an Alex or do you want to be a Malcolm? And the Malcolms are going to inherit their parents' fortune. Alex is not. So don't think that, you know, God is going to let you do and wild out and do everything you want to do. And then, oh, you hit red carpet. Y'all better read who God is. Stop playing. Stop playing. Thank you, Cookie Monsters. The morning motivation is a perfect way to start my day in a positive way. Thank you. Uh, Mika says, I'm so glad you're talking about this. I'm currently ETSing now. Come on. It's going to be a shocker, but you'll be great. You'll do fine. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's see. Ross says, I can see how people get caught up on uh, tone love in New York because I I would love in my Times Square every weekend. I had a blast. You're right. The energy. Yeah, I love Times Square. That was if you followed me at that time, I was in Times Square all the time. That was like my favorite place to go. It's always open. <laughs> it's open to like 2 a.m. All the stores are open to like 2 a.m. and the lights. Just, I love Times Square. Um, thank you guys so much. I found my current res residence on Craigslist. Craigslist be working. <laughs> thank you, Raven. Yes. Heavy on God's best. You want God's best for your life. You don't want, you don't want the scraps and what he could have got to you. She Amber says, yes, I, uh, babysit on the side, on the side and outside of my work. For the home home job and it makes me so thankful I don't have kids as of yet and it's a lot of things that we should uh, be thankful for because the time will come and do absolutely Raven says there is more to life than a husband and kids you can set so many other goals for yourself and still live a full fulfilled life I agree um, Shirley says it is a blessing to be in singleness because you have more time to worship with God. Absolutely. And I get to focus on me. I get to focus on God and me and go to, you know, do what I want to do. <laughs> she Amber says God is a savage for sure. Ooh, 
Vesper says that Old Testament. Yeah, y'all. He used to wipe out cities. God did not play, y'all. And he, the thing is, he doesn't do that for people that love him. You understand? Like, that's why he saved Noah. Like, if you really love him and you, and you submit to him, he doesn't want you to be perfect. He doesn't want you to have it all figured out. He doesn't want you to like, God, I'm coming to you. And I, you know, no, we are supposed to have fear of the Lord, but it's fear of the consequences that if we don't straighten up and fly right, that there are consequences to our actions. Y'all, all of this is temporary. All of this. One day I'm not going to be here. These lights still going to be here. This table still going to be here. This backdrop is still going to be all of this is still going to be here. I'm going to be gone. Hopefully, hopefully later than sooner, if God says the same. But um, we can't sit around and act like we just got all the time in the world. And we got God, if you do not, if you do, child, y'all better learn who he is now. Vester says that's why people need to res, uh, really accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, because we could be living in the Old Testament right now. We, just never know. And my whole thing is it's not to scare anybody or make people like not fear monger you into a belief. You're going, God is a gentleman. He is not going to make you believe nothing that you don't want to believe, right? If you don't want to believe in him, you don't want to accept Jesus Christ. It, he's He's cool with that. Well, he's not, but you know what I mean? Like he's not going to make you, but he's only going to seek out people who really want him. It's, it's, a, it's like any relationship. I can't force y'all to come to morning motivation. I can't be like, if y'all don't come to morning motivation, I'm not going to show up. I'm always going to show up. God is going to show up and continue to be God. And he will also show up and be God to people who don't believe in him because he's never going to be a liar. He's always going to be who he says he is. You know what I mean? But do you want God's minimum or do you want his overflow? I want that overflow. Okay. Um, Tanisa says, yes, don't sit on the calling God placed on your life because you will see around you walking around and he has shown you. Absolutely. And I see it. I see it, y'all. Mike said, this is literally God speaking to me about getting my stuff together, my transformation. My transition leave starts at the end of the month. Mike said, oh, Mika says, sorry. I said, Mike, my bad. Mika. Uh, I'm in the same boat, single, never been married, no kids. And God is preparing me for the next season in my life. Absolutely. In my thirties. Also, ooh, my dad gave us a Bible verse. Thank you, dad. Um, I'm in the same boat, 30 single. Okay. She said that. Let's see. Proverbs nine. Proverbs chapter nine. You know, I love me some Proverbs. Yes, wisdom has built her house. Y'all better read it. I, I, I underline this one. Uh, Proverbs 9, verse 6. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live, learning to use good judgment. And then Proverbs 9 and 10. Fear the Lord is the, fun, is the foundation of wisdom, knowledge of the Holy Holy one results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Thank you, Daddy. Yes, y'all. Don't forget to smash the like button. Please vote. Yes, thank you for that, Destiny. Y'all go vote. This is very important. If you are a voter, no, everybody should be voting. A vote. I did early voting. So I ain't got to go stand in no lines today, <laughs> but y'all go vote. Make sure you vote, 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 vote. 
vote, 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 vote. Especially if you live in Georgia. Come on, y'all. A lot is on the line now. Y'all better vote. Thank y'all for being here. I love you guys so much. God loves you so, 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 so much. Hey, there is never any a sin too great. There's never any lifestyle too wicked. God is always there for you. All you got to do is turn to him, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, ask for forgiveness, and all will be forgiven. And you can start your relationship with God. And if you're not ready for that yet, just have a relationship with God. Just start talking to him. Just ask him to reveal what he wants you to do in his life and take baby steps. It is okay. As long as you are here, it is okay. Um, but as soon as you feel led, if you feel called, call out to God, ask God for your steps, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're feeling called to do that too, again, God will not force you. Uh, he, he, he is a gentleman and you have to come to him. It is a, he is a consenting God. He will not force you to do nothing that you ain't ready to do. Okay. I love y'all. Have a beautiful, 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 blessed day. Y'all go vote. Have a beautiful one. Yes. Thank you for the reminder, Destiny. Do not forget to, to smash the like button, you guys. And I will also have these links down below for Divas Heels and Networking. I will be there this Saturday and I am going to the Purpose Journey Conference, November 17th through the 19th. All right, y'all. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, new to your life. Thank you. We go live each and every morning, each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern. See if you guys want to listen, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and you can watch live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all of the above, and go back and watch some other past episodes. Do not forget to hit the like button before you guys get out of here. I love you so much. Have a beautiful, blessed day, and I will catch y'all tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern. Bye, y'all.